I enjoyed it too, yeah. And it's um, good because you and I were putting shit on him. <laughs> yeah, I think not, I think he I think he felt like shit because he never he finished, didn't finish it. the game. Yeah, and you're just yeah. But did you get the message that when he did finish it? Mhm, mhm. He was fucking happy as pie. Yeah, he did it. He did it. But to his credit, he did it um, on the original Game Boy. So good on him. Yeah, good, <laughs> good on him. Congratulations, Scott, if you're listening. Mm. <laughs> All right, chef. Let's get into um, this week's game, Banjo fucking Kazooie. Uh-huh. Hell yeah! Before we uh, get into the game, bro. Um, how are you, my friend? G'day, mate. Yeah, I'm good. I've been really good. I'm actually pretty good at the moment. I've had a couple of wines. A little loose. When I, when I say a couple, I've had two bottles of wine, so I'm feeling pretty loose. <laughs> how are you with this game? Were you stoked? Yeah, I was really excited to have a crack at this game and that excited that I threw on a banjo tui after it and I intend to play banjo nuts and bolts as well. So, did you play the sequel before? I have played Banjo-Tooie in the past, but I've never played Banjo Nuts and Bolts. I think I got probably a little bit older once that came out. Yeah, okay. Um, and that sort of dropped off my radar as far as games were concerned. Yeah, there you go. I was going to ask you, like, during the like further down the podcast, but, yeah, cool. Um, what, have you, what, have you been, um, what have you been playing this week, man, besides those games yeah so i probably smashed out i think it's about 13 hours worth of banjo kazooie yeah um and i'm probably about four hours into banjo tooie yeah um and i'm playing both of them on the xbox so uh download them through xbox game pass oh yeah the rare replay yeah so they're the rare yeah. replay editions um which which have been good um and then obviously i'm still playing the old poo games i've had like three sheets tonight man it's fished them yeah, yeah. fished them <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I've been playing nothing but Banjo Kazooie. Um, so yeah, I was you. You're going to be leading this one a bit tonight, man, because I was in a mad dash to try and finish it. So, like I said to you, man, I was so time poor this week. I just flat stick with work and family uh, and all that sort of business. stuff. Yeah, so it's been chaos. But like, I did manage to finish it. But, oh really? Yeah, but it wasn't. I didn't. I, I didn't feel like I did it properly. Like I was just going hard, and then if I was stuck, I had to look it up. I couldn't oh, waste my time, so I was like, "It's my number one hate." No, look, I know. Looking I up know. online, I hate I, it. 
I didn't want to say anything, but I was like, fuck, I just, I got to get through it. So I was like, I don't, I don't have time. I got responsibilities this week. Yeah, that's fair. But um, yeah, so I, I finished it uh, Friday morning. Okay. So I had, I got to work super early and finished it. But um, yeah, then I got home and for the first time in ages, I had like a, an hour to kill last night. I was like, you know what? I really feel like playing a game I've never played. Yeah, right. And I, da- I downloaded this game I've been wanting to play for a very long time. I don't know if you've ever played it. It came out on the PS3. It's called Sleeping Dogs. No, I've never heard of it. Sleeping Dogs. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's done by Square Enix, the dudes that made um, Final Fantasy. Yeah, right. It's, so I'm guessing it's not a game about dogs that are sleeping. No, nah, it's basically you're a, a a dude living in Hong Kong that just does ninja on dudes and fucks them up. So what, like John Wick? It's like, yeah, kind of. It's like GTA. Oh, really? Yeah, it's open world. Um, you go around and just beat people up. It's, it's so good, man. The first hour, I was like, oh, my God, this is like a movie. Yeah, right. Is it PlayStation specific or is it available on other consoles? I think it's available on other consoles. Yeah, it's on 360. It should be on um, It should be on the Game Pass. Yeah, right. I'll have to jump on and check it out. Yeah, because they re-released it for PS4 or, you know, for later consoles. But, man, it's so good. Because I, I remember looking up a list of, like, some of the most underrated games ever made and this was on there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I need to play that. So yeah, well, yeah. like I said, we've always we keep saying we're going to play a shit game, and so far there's just too many awesome games that come to mind. I'm like, fuck, I want to play that. Yeah. Oh, bro, tell me about it. Mm. Um. All right. Well, let's get into Benjo Kazooie. Um. So it re originally released seventeenth uh, of July, nineteen ninety eight, in Australia, and in North America they got it a bit earlier on the twenty ninth of June. 1998 it also released um on the xbox 360 the way where you're playing all the game parts um 26th of november 2008 but if my memory serves me correctly it's a hd remake right that's correct it's in hd yeah does it look any different have you compared the differences or no i haven't compared them as far as video from now to what i have in the past but only in my memory from mm remembering because i i so i originally played it uh it would have been march 99 because i remember getting it for my birthday because i actually remember the box the box was really really cool and the artwork on the box was really cool well i noted that down man i noted down box art is phenomenal yeah it, it was like that donkey kong sort of box art like donkey kong box art was so good and then obviously it's a rare game banjo kazooie yeah. the the artwork was phenomenal um but i remember getting it for my birthday for on Nintendo 64 in uh, March 1999, so I would have been 15 years old. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that was your first experience with it? Yeah, so first experience with it was on the Nintendo 64, and um, it's a a 3D platform game. Um, So I was used to playing games like, well, yeah, I was used to playing sort of like Mario 64, Mm. um, but when this came out, like just... It looked so good that I had had to play it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on as far as the graphics in it. But Well, it's funny to go from – it's it's so funny to go from what we were talking about last week, Super Mario Land. Yep. (laughs) You know, like line art to to this game, which is massive, and the graphics are just fucking beautiful, like absolutely stunning. Yeah. 
So, yeah, my first, first experience with banjo wasn't until – so I didn't play it. I, I remember it. I remember, like, the the promos, the TV ads. I remember, like, all the hype about it, but I never played it when, I was, when it came out. Um, mm. I played it, I think, when I finished high school, which sounds weird. So it would have been 2005. Yeah, I was going to say, if you finished high school – yeah, 2004, did you? 05. Oh, so 05, so you would have played it directly after that. Yeah, so I don't know how I played it. I remember I played it after high school for some weird reason. I don't know what it was on, but it definitely it definitely wasn't on Xbox. It was definitely on, on a N64. Yeah, okay. Um, and then when I got into game collecting, yeah, I picked it up for cheap and I played. I played, like, the first two worlds, but this yep. was going back in, like, 2016 and i hadn't touched it since mm. um and then yeah, so you, so you, what you only played the two worlds back then and never yeah. played it since then till now yeah all right so, so i've only ever experienced the first two worlds yeah okay yeah so it was good man it was like kind of a new game but kind of not as well so um but it yeah it's so crazy because like because i but i don't have nostalgia for this game but it's so charming that I feel like I do. Does yeah, that make okay. sense? Well, it does. It's the fact that you only played those first two levels, but probably those first two levels in your mind are actually still in there when you replayed it today. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's – oh. And th- and there's there's a lot of tricks within um, the makeup of that game as to probably why you remember it so well based on, like, the graphics, the sounds, and all that sort of stuff, because it's very quirky. It's a very quirky game. Very quirky, man. Very quirky. So Banjo-Kazooie is, yeah, like you said, a platformer, like an action-adventure platformer. Um, You control Banjo the bear and his little bag friend Kazooie (laughs) as they attempt to save Banjo's kidnapped sister, his hot sister. 2D. Yeah, 2D. 2D, the hot bear. Yeah. From from uh, Gruntilda. Is that how you say it? Gruntilda? Yeah, Gruntilda. Gruntilda the witch. Um, you explore nine nine worlds. Yep. Um, yeah, we also, it's very item collecty, very collectathon. Yeah. Very collectathon, actually. But that's all right. Um, yeah, so. Sort of first impressions of going through it again, it does remind me a lot of Mario 64, but I guess that's what they based it off. So yeah, pretty much. It's it's literally like it's like Donkey Kong Country crossed with Mario 64 built into a game because um, Banjo and Kazooie actually didn't first appear in this game Banjo Kazooie. They appeared mm. in a game earlier, which was. Diddy Kong Racing. Yep, yep. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I, I just remember Diddy Kong Racing, and I just remember these characters because these were one of the characters I actually picked frequently. Uh, it's weird because Diddy Kong Racing, um, it it had all these characters that were like kind of no name characters. They weren't actual like proper Nintendo characters. Yeah, at, no, the, to- at the time. But no, I mean, I, I guess it was rare, wasn't it? That's no, right. I think, Did no, rare. Yeah, rare. Rare made Diddy Kong Racing? That's correct, yeah, as far right. as I know. And I would assume that, like like we've said in the past, they're characters that have been recycled yeah. for future games. Like, 
obviously Diddy Kong Racing, there's probably about, I don't know, I can't remember, but probably 20 characters that they needed to have available mm-hmm. to do that game. So they created 20 characters and they created this character, Banjo-Kazooie, and was like, oh, we'll store that for future future games. Yeah. Did you ever play – Um, this is going off a little bit. Did you ever play – Um, oh, fuck, what else is he on? I can't even think of it now. Was he in that? Was he in anything else? Banjo Kazooie. Yeah. Other well, than uh, games. I'm almost certain he was in uh, Super. Uh, what is it? Super Smash Bros. On six. Yes, that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Oh, yeah. Sound. <sighs> yeah. yeah okay. That, that was one of those sort of party games that we used to hire back in the days when we had sleepovers and shit. And, yeah. Because uh, um, multiplayer, you could all sit around and have a freaking have a laugh. So. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't in no yeah so it was Diddy Kong. Um, sorry man, if I sound distracted, I'm trying to mess around with these sounds. It keeps fucking me out. <laughs> I can tell you're sort of in my headphones, peeking and troughing like. Crazy. Oh really? Oh no, it's like natural. I don't know what's going on. I'm not even touching the soundbar. Just leave it. It'll be alright. Yeah. All right. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Did you read much about the history of the game? Uh well, it depends what you mean in history, like. I did read a little bit about it, um, but I sort of didn't want to read too much about it because I wanted to be more um, sort of encapsulated in my own memories of this game. Yeah, yeah. Because I do have a strong uh, nostalgic relationship with this game Yeah. Uh, that I didn't want to overcomplicate it with all the detail that comes with it. <clears throat> yeah, you seem pretty intent on doing this game. <laughs> so I was like, oh, fuck yeah, let's do it. Well, I was... Uh, to be fair, I was um, I think I I must have just been up early and I uh, went on my Xbox because I normally play stuff on the Xbox and I downloaded Game Pass. Well, I, I didn't download. I just looked at the the library in Game Pass and I was like, well, I don't I don't remember this. I didn't remember Banjo Kazooie being on Xbox in the past because mm-hmm. I would have played on Nintendo 64. So I started looking down the list and I was like, this game's on here. This game's on there. This game's on there. I'm like what the hell? And it said, look, I got schemed. It's, it's like, oh, a dollar for a month. And I was like, yeah. what? One yeah. buck? Hell yeah. Sign up. Here's your credit card details, etc." And then 15, <laughs> 90, 95 every month after. But to be fair, like I've got Stan, I've got Netflix, I've got Disney plus, I've got Spotify, I've got KO, I've got all this sort of shit. And I'm like, what's an extra 15, 95 for that quality entertainment. So yeah, I just subscribed to it and, saw this game it was the first one i saw um out of the whole list that i was so mm. excited about playing i was like fuck we've got to do that there are, there are heaps of games on there oh shit yeah heaps there's no over 100 games i think that's pretty good it's good value it is good value yeah it's good value if you've got the time and if you use it and like i said mm. in the, i've had it <clears throat> less than a week now and i've already downloaded two games so well there you go yeah. <laughs> um so it was conceived as an RPG. Did you know that for the NES, for the SNES? Uh, no. See, in my head, I would say it's a 3D platform game, um, but obviously it's got that action-adventure uh, sort of level to it. Mm. Plus, there's the puzzle-solving. It's a puzzle-solving game. It's got a whole um, subcategory, like sub-boss category dedicated to solving puzzles. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. It's the main part of the game, really. That's right. Uh, yeah, but um, 
sorry, where I was where I was going with that. Rare conceived the idea of Banjo Banjo Kazooie as an RPG for the Super Nintendo straight after Donkey Kong Country 2. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. So that's where it started out, and then they saw um, what the N64 was doing, and they're like, "No, nah, fuck this. Let's let's focus on doing something for that and rework it." Um, yep. And then they they saw Super Mario 64, and they just were like, basically, like, let's copy it, but make it better. Actually, and, and they actually, they fucking did, man. Like, yeah. Well, you just said Mario 64, and I just remembered I'm also playing that on Game Boy at the moment. Mm-hmm. So when yeah. I'm at work, that's the game I'm sort of playing on the side. Yeah. But comparing that on the Game Boy to Banjo-Kazooie on my Xbox, mm-hmm. there's a pretty big difference in all aspects of the game. Yeah. Oh, bro, definitely. Like, I mean, oh, I mean, Banjo only came out two years later than Mario. Yeah, two years later, but, geez, they put some thought into it. and It's rare, though. Rare, rare, rare don't fuck up. Like, they don't ask around. <laughs> yeah, but I don't, I don't understand. Like, Rare peaked in, like, that early 2000s and then just mm. dropped off the planet. So Because Microsoft without... bought them. Oh, is that what it was? I was going to say, without doing any research, I don't know what the fuck happened. But yeah. imagine if Rare was still making the quality of games that they made back then now. How awesome would that be? Well, from what I've read, they're still around and they've still got a team, but Microsoft owned them and they kind of control them. So they've got, like, a leash on them. Yeah, well, that's... That's a bit of a shame. Do you have you ever heard of the the other uh, game called um ukulele? Um yeah, so I, I I hadn't heard of it until I think that's one of the games that's on the um, Xbox replay. yeah Xbox Game Pass Rare Replay and I saw it and I went oh that looks like Banjo Kazooie yeah. and I was like uh. do you know the story behind that? No. So when Microsoft bought Rare, a bunch of the developers that made Banjo Kazooie disbanded and they formed their own company and they made ukulele yeah right have you actually have you played it or even seen clips from it i've seen a little bit but from what i've read it's not that great yeah okay i haven't i haven't seen any clips so it looks very similar but well if it's um, similar then it's worth having a go like i said at the moment in my mind i already know the next the next game i'm playing on my list and like i said i'm halfway through banjo tui i'm Going to, definitely going to play Banjo Nuts and Bolts mm. because I'm that sort of um, caught up in the whole the lore. novelty that is Banjo Kazooie at the moment. Yeah, well, I mean, it's at the point where like oh, I want to play Banjo Tooie now. Like I've done it. I know I rushed through. I love. I think I'm going to go back when I get time and just play through this and and explore everything properly and actually take my time, immerse myself in the environment a bit more because I just, yeah, I got halfway through, I think, when I spoke to you, and then I just I had to gap it. I just fucking ran through the rest of it, and I didn't get to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but when you when you did that, did you actually finish it 100%? Did you get all yeah. the jiggies and all that sort of stuff? Oh, uh, no, I was, I was, like, just shy. Yeah, because you don't need all, all pieces, really, to get through the game, but you need to be close. Yeah, I was pretty close. We'll talk, I didn't get we'll a, talk about that a bit later, but, yeah. I didn't get them all. Um, yeah, so a few more notes I got down. Um, so it was the game took 17 month, months to complete. Uh, 15 staff members were working 80 hours a week. To, 80 hours a week? Whew. Yeah, to get it done. So that's a, that's a pretty substantial working week. To, and apparently there was reports that was like, 
got over 100 hours per week so yeah right well um but yeah the effort paid off because like i i did do oh, yeah. a little bit of research and i know that nintendo sold 3.6 million copies of it so yes. 3.6 million copies was huge for a single platform game well bro i mean like i'd see i, I actually thought it was um it was ranked higher in the greatest selling games on the n64 it's only 10th yeah, okay. Well, you'll get to that at the end, the actual scores, but I also did see that previously, and I was like, that's they're pretty fair. Like, gameplay and all those sort of mobs gave it a, a fair decent score. I'm surprised that it's only 10th best-selling. Uh, on Nintendo 64? Yeah, yeah, the time. I'd love, to, I'd love to have a crack at the top nine. <laughs> I reckon cool. I could get it pretty, pretty close. Obviously, yeah, man, I wouldn't even know. I know Super Mario, obviously, it'd probably be Gold, like Super... Goldeneye would be there yeah, for sure. Goldeneye would be like second, it'd have to be. Yeah. Um. All right, well, have you got any uh, footnotes before we get into gameplay? Uh, no, well, you co- you cover the plot pretty basic, like basically at the end of the day. Um, like it's pretty said, simple, but that's what that's what's great about it, I think. Yeah, it's it's not about the plot; it's more about the storyline and the gameplay. Hmm. Yeah, 100%. Um, so I've just got one more note before I start. So you know how you mentioned Banjo appeared in Diddy Kong Racing before mm-hmm. this? Did you know that there was a cancelled game called Donkey Kong Racing? No, Donkey that Kong Racing. Se- yeah, that was the sequel to Diddy Kong. Well, you and I both know that Donkey Kong is Diddy Kong, so why yeah. would they have Donkey Kong Racing when you can have Diddy Kong Racing? But I reckon Banjo would have been in that too. Yeah, for sure. But that would have been cool. I, I, I wanna, I'd love to do like a, um, an episode on games that never got released. Hmm. I could put, like go through and see games that were you know in development. They just got canned last minute. Yeah. Well, maybe we can add that at the end of one of our podcasts, yeah. and we can just go. Oh, we've done some research that that say the best ten games that never mm, got released. Never got released. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because right. if I, I'm, I'm just thinking too. I wonder if um, I don't remember Diddy Kong Racing that well, but I'm almost certain that maybe Mumbo. So Mumbo out of this game, I think he was also in Diddy Kong Racing. I think I think you might be right, man. Yeah. To be honest. If if, if I'm not right, listeners, just jump into our um socials and let us know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And how can they do that? They can find us on Instagram at. The Art of Retro. It's all at the Art of Retro Gaming. So whether it's Instagram or TikTok, um, both the same handles. And if you want to email us directly, um, just at the Art of Retro Gaming. Sorry, I always fuck it up. The Art the Art of Retro Gaming at Outlook. Outlook. Yeah, it's at Outlook. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking whether or not I do a, we do a YouTube. I don't know. If anyone listens on YouTube, please tell me. I know people do stream podcasts on YouTube, so just another... Yeah, because if you're on YouTube, you can watch me do this. Ready? <laughs> pour, oh, it, pour it all down your face. I, well, I pour it down your <laughs> face. Either way, I could just skull glasses of red wine. I don't care. Red wine. <laughs> red, cheap red wine. Red. Cheap red wine. No, no, not in this house. Not cheap. <laughs> oh, no, you know me too well to know that I wouldn't drink fucking any less than 50 bucks. you got to be tight. got to be tight. <laughs> this this actually this is a 2013 um it was a tertini 2013 right. edition so what's that like fucking 11 years look at the color maybe longer i don't know <laughs> it's a shiraz anyway oh there you go beautiful beautiful 
Gameplay, man. Mm, gameplay. Um, last week how Scott was sitting there like this with his eyes like open like <laughs> where do we go from now waiting for the music yeah waiting for the music yep yeah um do you want me to run through some gameplay for you you go bro yep you have the you have the the stand the podium cool um so obviously we know it's a 3d platform game uh that also incorporates action adventure and puzzle solving mm-hmm. um, in the third person so it's a third person game mm-hmm. um you play as Banjo Kazooie um, who is a single player, but a duo combination. So you only play as the one character, but there's yep. two characters joined together. So Kazooie, uh, Banjo's a male, and Kazooie's a female. Yeah, I only learned that the other day. Do you know Do you know Banjo kidnapped Kazooie? No, I didn't know that. And, and I didn't know Kazooie was a female either. No, I'm kidding. He didn't. She's such a foul mouth. Oh, he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a video There's a video of, um, of Banjo eating breakfast, and then Kazooie... It's like, I miss my mum and dad. And like there's a there's a bottle of milk and it says missing Kazooie and yeah, please right. reward. And Banjo gets the bottle and throws it in the bin and he stuffs Kazooie back in. <laughs> <laughs> stuffs him in the backpack. Yeah. Um sorry, didn't mean to derail you then. Ah, it's all right, it's pretty funny. Um so yeah, so you play as Banjo Kazooie uh, throughout the game. Uh, and during the game you learn uh, different types of moves. So there's fourteen yeah, I love that too. There's 14 different uh, moves to learn throughout the game, mm-hmm. um, which are taught to you by Bottles, the mole. Bottles, yeah, yeah. So Bottles... Uh, <laughs> I love the interaction between Bottles and, and Kazooie, eh? Yeah, well, Kazooie's a a comedian, foul-mouthed yeah. comedian, almost, yeah. borderline. Yeah. Um, but you play through nine worlds. So the nine worlds are Mumbo's Mountain, uh, Treasure Trove Cove, Clanker's Cavern, uh, Bubble Gloop Swamp, yep. Freezy Peaks, Gobies Valley or Gobbies if you're if you're <laughs> an only if you're an only fans listener. <laughs> Gobbies, yeah. Gobbies. Um, Mad Monster Mansion, uh, Rusty Bucket Bay, and Click Clock Woods. Yeah. Uh, did you, Did you have a favourite out of those? You just stole my my words. Yeah, man. So I loved. I know it's earlier on, but I I love Treasure Trove Cove. I knew you were gonna say that. That one and um, freeze easy, freeze easy peak. Freeze easy peak, yeah. Oh, but I love Treasure Cove, Treasure Trove Cove, Cove, because it it makes you feel like you're on holiday. It does. Don't you reckon like it's so charming and makes you feel warm, like you're on holiday. I'm like, this is so nice, and I love like the Except, enemies in that one too. Yeah. I like the shark and everything. Look I was at just the gonna say that. Donkey it, it's, it, it does. It looks exactly like Chompers. Chompers, yeah, it looks like Chompers. Um, and then Free Freeze Easy uh, Peak is like very Christmassy themed. Well, it is. Um, and yeah, just yeah, each world, man, is so fucking unique. I've never played a game like it. Mm. Which each world is so unique in the way it brings to life. It's uh, all its textures and its layers and sounds and oh man, it just, yeah, blows my mind. Yeah, and but for a game that's from '98. '98, that's right. But that freeze easy peaks, that fucking second uh, race where you race, uh, I forget his name. The polar bear? No. 
Yeah, he's a polar bear. He fucking oh god, that's there's gonna so many me. enemies. That's gonna kill me. But the second race where you have to you have to have the running shoes to be able to do it. Yeah, yeah. And you got to run through the flags like a Salem almost. Mhm. That that was one of the one of the very few things that sort of stunted me where it took me a long time to do because he just used to fucking like almost ass nudge it past the post. Like, yeah. Because you go on side by side and if he mm. bunches you that little bit, you miss the post and then once you miss the post, it's like oh you got to redo it again. I was like, fuck. Some of the words that were coming out of my mouth while I was doing that <laughs> while I've got both my daughter. My, look, my daughters love this game. Did they play it? They didn't. No, I'm not gonna let them play. I'm playing it. But I'll I'll give them the spare Xbox controller and sit them in front of it and say, oh here, do you want to help daddy? Here's a uh, controller and have a go. Yeah. yeah but they yeah. they love this game. They love sitting there watching it. They love the sounds. They love everything about it. And they're like, they were constantly every time I'd get home from work, they're like, oh daddy, do you want to go play your game? And I was like, so is Ollie. I, I sure do, but your mum's not gonna allow that. Yeah. Ollie's the same. Yeah right. Yeah, he loves it, man. <laughs> Did you have a least favourite level out of all of them? I, yeah, I, I didn't like um, – oh, I fucking hated um, Clanker's Cavern. Coven? Uh, Clanker's yeah, yeah Clanker's Cavern, yeah. I've got to be honest. I'll get the – oh, fuck it. You know what? I'll get the bat out now. All right, get so it out. I hated the swimming in this. Absolutely hated anything to do with the swimming. Mm-hmm. Couldn't stand it, but I know it's a product of the time. Um, and I – I actually, even though I love the look of and the sound of the hub world, Gruntilda's Lair, I hated it. I was yeah, getting I, lost constantly. I was like, what the fuck? I'm just trying to find another world. And mm. I can't find the world. <laughs> yeah, so. So disjointed. Yeah, well, I think it was made that way to make it sort of longer. Like, yeah, it would be I quite guess. easy to cruise through Gruntilda's Lair to get to the, the end bit. But mm. I. To be fair, I actually like the fact that you you really had to you had to be observant, especially in Gruntilda's Lair, to find where you needed to go, and you had to look around and yeah, you had to yeah do all that sort of stuff. But the the swimming, so have you played? You haven't played Banjo Tui yet? No, I've never played it. Never played it. I've only just seen the box art. Right. So I've only seen gameplay. All the moves are the same. The uh, like there is extra moves, but the the original fourteen moves are the same. Yeah. The only thing that's different that's is the way that you swim in the game. Oh, they've improved it? Well, it's different. I've, yeah, it probably is improved, but mm. when you've spent 13 hours like I have playing the first game to then transition into this game, when you've already got the, the motion down pat, yeah. it's very different. Yeah, well, you played, obviously you played with the Xbox controller. Heaps better with the Xbox controller. So I played this origi- on the original hardware. I played this on the N64. Yeah, and how did you find it with the control on the N64? It wasn't too bad. It Honestly, I thought it would be way, way worse. No. Um, there was times it was, it was a bit rough, but, I, yeah, I thought it was fine. I always reckon the N64 controller was one of the most uh, comfortable controllers to hold in your hand and so to, to everyone, use. Everyone says it's one of the worst controllers. I didn't think it was no. that bad. No. no nothing's it was weird, but... I mean, the, they're very the sought after now. Well, the Sega Saturn controller was shit. Like it was very sort of like square. Didn't wasn't it was never comfortable. But the, the Sega N64, Saturn controller. Sega Saturn, yeah. Or the, or the Mega Drive. No, nah, Saturn. 
Well, the Mega Drive and that were rectangular, but the actual Saturn controller, I remember being almost like a, is like a curved square. Mm. But the N64 one was pretty ergonomical. Like it actually felt comfortable in your hands and you could sit there and and play games hours on end without feeling the, the I don't know, RSI in your fucking wrists and shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... You can never go past the PlayStation controller, but I, yeah, I still, I still like the. I love the fact that those N64 controllers were so different. Like you get all the different colors and yeah, the different types. It was really yeah, I liked it. But um, yeah, get all the different skins, etc. Yeah, but I, I didn't find it too bad. With yeah. this, I thought it, I thought it was gonna be way way worse. Um, but I didn't mind it. I mean, my joysticks were pretty good. I mean, that's the first thing to go on the N64 controller is the the joystick. You know, they yep. they weren't made that well. Well, they um, weren't when you have the rage fucking <laughs> push down super hard on it, and you're like, "This is fucked." Yeah, yeah. Push on it, and then all of a sudden it stops working. Yeah. Or it'll um, go into that stupid freeze mode where, like, you turn the console on, and then all of a sudden the joystick, because usually in the game that's a visual thing, and it sort of just starts to look up. Yes. Yeah. What a punish. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the one, the, the the level I found that. Um, sort of really started to piss me off was the Rusty Bucket Bay one. That's universally hated. Yeah, and there was only one one little bit in that, that level and there's um, – you go inside the, the boat and there's mm. propellers. There's propellers oh, inside fuck. and you've got to go through them. And I reckon I wasted a solid hour. I think I messaged you this. I wasted like over an hour trying to go yep. through the propellers and then yep. – I, I got that frustrated that I stopped and then looked around and I went, there's two rolling, like almost like rolling pins either side of me. And I could just go around <laughs> what I needed to do to do the next bit, which was uh, hitting a button and stop the back propeller on the fucking mm. boat. But I wasted an hour doing that. And I, I literally, I reckon I smacked myself in the head that hard because I was so frustrated that I couldn't do it. I'm like, how is this so hard? Mm. And I thought, you know what? Stop. Take a breath. I I think I even got up at one stage and I walked out of my um, theater room, yeah. went out to the fish tank room where there's a lounge and there's a, pil- a couple of pillows on there, and I fucking just started punching the pillow because I was that angry. Like, what the fuck? This is a kids' game. How am I fucking this up? <clears throat> and I went back in, calmed myself down, sat there, watched it, looked at it, and I went, fuck. I could have just went around. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were gonna say you walked out into the the fish tank room, sat in the pillows, got some KY jelly, boob, uh, you know, grabbed that Nintendo 64 console and then just, you know, went to town. <laughs> <laughs> just relieved yourself and then went back to the game. Yep. I probably should have done that. I probably would have finished it quicker. That poor console has been treated so badly. It sure has. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. What was your favourite? Did I ask you? What was your favourite one? My favourite was the same as yours. The Treasure Trove Cove was. Yeah. It's just everything about that level was so good. And I think, yeah, same as you. Like the very first part of that level is you're on the jetty Mm. and you hear the fucking Jinjo going, help, help, and you sort of jump off the edge and underneath, he's underneath that jetty. But as soon as you jump in the water, the fucking shark comes. That shocked me. I was like, whoa, I didn't expect that. And then you look at the shark and you're like, it's a, it's an exact replica of Chompers yeah, from... Exactly. Yeah. i tell you what, fucking... I had a moment like you did, but it was in the Treasure 
Cove. It's a tricky word to say. Um, say it five times five. Yeah, no. That 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 dumb. It, it's it sounds so stupid now, but that bucket that's like like <laughs> oh, my yeah. hole. Yeah, you didn't drop the eggs in it. I had no idea. So I'm I'm fucking searching the level for a pebble. Oh, don't tell me you fucking YouTube that. No, no. But I was like, what is going on? I'm like, what? What kind of plug? What do you want? What do you want, Khan? Seriously. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna fucking shit an egg on you. <laughs> and then it was like, <laughs> you're kidding me. Yeah. I was like, are you for real? That's the egg. Oh, yeah, eggs. I was like, yeah. all I had was shit an egg on him, and that was it. That's it. Shit an egg on him, drains the water, and then you can get into the um the little sandcastle thing. Looking. Yeah, sandcastle room, which is the that's that's where you enter all the cheats in. So, um, yeah. as you progress through the game, and I'll probably go into that later. Uh, you see Cheeto, which is the book. That gives you the codes. Do you remember what? that? No. What? Oh, you mustn't have looked around. Yeah. So, so there's um, so there's a book in there that's Grunt. It's like Gruntilda's sp- spell book. And yeah. You find him in find him in Gruntilda's lair three different times. Oh yeah. And I know. Three I know what times when now. you see him, he gives you a cheat code, which you go into Treasure Trove Cove and you enter in on the floor there, and yep. then that just. Yep, yep, yep. That like doubles all your inventory, so it gives you like a uh, hundred red feathers, mm. 20, 20 gold feathers, and two hundred eggs or something. Yeah, okay, there you go. I do know now. I just it's been a long day. Um, what I what I do love about this game, it's very like. See, I don't normally like this about games, but I love when um. You see something and you can't get it. You're like, fuck. All right, well, obviously I can't get that. So I've got to get something to get that item. So you wait around until you you get that, you know, it's like the flutter jump or the, you know, the boots or whatever it may be. Yeah. And once you get it, you're like, oh, sweet, now I can go back and get that, that item I need to get. Yeah, well, I think that's what drags out the game as well because, like you said, yeah. you learn you learn those skills throughout the game and, and there's puzzle pieces you can't get in, say, the second mm. level because Something you easy. need a specific skill to do it and yeah. you don't get that until, like, the fifth or six world you know what i mean and then you got to go back and do it did you find those some of the puzzle you probably already remembered but did you find someone just so obtuse like i was like why would i ever look here well, n- nah because the to be fair it's an observation game like you have to be so observant to see what's going on within the game and to then appreciate it and then to complete it you need to be able to uh, focus on that observation that you've had maybe in previous levels or within Gruntilda's lair, etc. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, how that's, did you? That's find... probably the best part of the game. Yeah, true. How did you find the the controls? Do you think they were tight or? No, nah, they, nah, they were super tight. And the controls are purely based on the angle in which you're looking, and I'll talk about that a bit later on. Mm. But, Having the camera angle, because obviously it's a 3D game, you you need to control the camera angle. If you didn't have the camera angle right, some of those levels and and bits and pieces that you need to do, you can't do without it. So your right trigger stick on your Xbox controller, yep, that was flicking through the the angles, like on the the original C buttons for the N64. Yeah, so yeah, so like right or left, uh, left bumper, yeah, moves the camera directly behind whatever you're looking at. And then if you press the Y button, that zooms into first-person mode so you can look around and see what's going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, um, right. Anyway, we'll move back into the gameplay. Yeah? Yeah, well, that kind of was gameplay. Controls, well, but yeah. <laughs> part of the gameplay, I'm sort of just going off what I've got down here. Um, but obviously, we've gone through the nine worlds, uh, the tenth world being Gruntilda's Lair. Um, yeah. In each level, you have to collect ten jiggies. Yep. I, I reckon that's a sick name. So a jiggies, a jiggy, get jiggy with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so jigsaw pieces. Yeah. There's a hundred notes in each level, so musical notes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two honeycomb pieces, which are um, designed to increase your health bar. Mhm. And then five jinjos in each yeah. world. So if you collect five jinjos in each world, they give you a puzzle piece. Um, but some of the other characters within those levels, there's Mumbo Jumbo. Yeah, he's cool. I like him. He's so cool. So he's yeah. the he's the shaman. Um, yeah. So he he also um, I think five I think it's five the of the levels. Silver skulls. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you collect those tokens mm. to then be able to go into his um, TP, and he changes you into uh, different mm. characters within the game. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So you banjo kazooie, but when you go and see him. Um, he can turn you into five different characters. So the five characters are uh, there's the termite. Yes. Yeah. Um, my kid's personal favourite, which was the alligator. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and, and I wasted that much time because the kids were like, "Dad, can you go and turn into the alligator?" And I'm like, "Fuck, I don't, I don't need the alligator. Oh, just, <laughs> just do it, Dad. Just do it." So I was like, "Just do it, right, bro. Just do it." So I was like, "Fuck, all right." So go and go back in there, turn into the alligator. Yep. Um, and then you've got the the wars, yes, which is in Freezy Peaks, Freeze yep. Freeze Easy Peaks, yeah, Freeze Easy Peaks. Peaks. <laughs> it's so tricky to say. Call it Freezy Peaks, man. Yeah. Uh, the the pumpkin. The pumpkin, <laughs> the pumpkin. Yeah. And it's, it's not even a slutty pumpkin like out of <laughs> How I Met Your Mother. Oh yeah. Oh man, it's been a long time since I watched that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then uh, the bee, obviously, you can turn into mm. the bee. In, yeah. That's in yep. click, click, clock wood. Yes, that's correct. That is correct. Yep. yep very good. Um, yeah, so they're the characters that you you use without the uh, within the game to to do the different quests, etc. Mm. And then obviously, when you're traveling through uh, Gruntilda's lair, there's her sister, which is uh, Brentilda. Yeah, and she keeps like slagging on her sister about stuff. Yeah, she gives you all the um all the secrets like yeah. So she, yeah. she tells you I think each time you see it, she gives you like three secrets about Gruntilda, mm. which you need to know for when you do the um game at the end. Yeah, bro. Um, I love how she rags on her, and it's like the most childish childish, childish humor, yeah. but it's so funny. Like it's dumb. Which yeah. she like loves the color dung brown or something. something, something. Yeah, it's, it's all it's all like piss and fire jokes, like yeah, pretty much. Nice. But I liked it. But it was it was funny. Gruntilda was funny, like just how she'd pop up all the time and be like just ripping on you. Yeah, and then like I said, there's Cheeto, so Cheeto the spell book who mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, gives you those three cheats. Um, yep. If you can find him within Gruntilda's lair. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's probably the biggest part of the gameplay. What did, is there anything you was, want to add, bro? You pretty much covered it all. I mean, like we could go through all the characters, but there's so many, and everyone who's listening to this podcast has probably played this game a thousand times, so they would know. 
Well, that's right. When you finish the game, it's like when you finish Donkey Kong Country. There's mm. they go through the list of all the baddies, but there's there's probably over what thirty baddies in this game. Right, there's so many, and they're all so creative, and they've got their own like identity. Like yeah, I love that they've all got their own individual sound, and like, obviously they don't talk. They just, but yeah, um, I'm actually yeah, kicking no. I'm kicking myself because I wanted to write down. I think there was like three or four that were really like. Um, I don't know, like really sort of uh, edgy names, but I can't think of them off the top of my head. I should have wrote them down. Oh, it's fucking all right, man. I, I'm almost. I, I'm. I want to say like Slutto or something, but it's it's, <laughs> Slutty it's, the bear. it's not kid, not kid appropriate. Well, no, nah. no. Nah. There's a there's a few things in this game up that aren't a kid a kid appropriate, but then again, it's '98, so that's right. And I like the fact that they push the boundaries in certain bits and pieces, but. Mm. Nowhere near as much as um I don't know if you ever played Conker's Bad Fur Day. I, I I know about it, but I've never played it. Yeah, we might uh, no, we won't might we will definitely do that game at some stage. Um, because I know one of our mates Grant, he's already keen as mustard to do that game. Yeah, you've been at me about this. Well, it's a game that I have strong uh, nostalgic ties to because it's yeah. such a, such an awesome game, and I'll, I'm not spoiling it for anyone. If you haven't played it, do yourself a favor, go and play it. Uh, yeah, I've I've heard a lot about it and I've I've got the gist of it, but um yeah, it's that's definitely not a kid friendly game. <laughs> yeah, because Nintendo made that, didn't they? Yeah, it probably uh, without even looking, it's probably made by Rare as well. <laughs> they seem like dirty old bastards, so they probably did make it. I think it was just Nintendo, man. Yeah, right. Because I remember, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we're talking about Benjo. We'll um, do that. Yeah, another game, another game. Yeah. But. There wasn't much else I really had on the gameplay. I just think it's it's so the worlds are just so beautiful and they're set out so well and everything's placed and you know what I really loved? I love the draw distance between like you don't see it in games of that area where you know where you're climbing the peaks and the mountains and everything's got a really nice draw distance and yeah you, nothing disappears or reappears. It, it's all there. You're in this tiny little sandbox open world. Mm. Um and it all holds really well, even though it's just, you know it's it's polygon 3D, but everything's laid so perfectly that it almost looks like a cartoon. That's right. It's so seamless, and I've got that as um I, I've written that somewhere down here. It almost feels like a Hanna Barbera cartoon. Mm, yeah, it, yep. it's really really well done. Um, and imagine the game... if this, imagine if this was a cartoon, like as a cartoon oh, TV right. show. This would have been this would have taken off like crazy. Definitely. It's uh, it's like it's not underrated, but it kind of is to an extent. Do yeah. you reckon? Like because they never really made any more games from it. Like well, well they did. They made they made three. That's usually usually they do a trilogy and they yeah, did a trilogy in it. I heard nuts and bolts is shit. So don't know. I haven't played it, but like I said, I'm playing Banjo Two at the moment and I'm I hear probably I hear it's the Dino Crisis three. Of Xbox. Oh, why? Why <laughs> did you bring Dino Crisis 3 into this? That game is so disappointing. Um, yeah, all right. Well, I think there's a racing game too on the on the DS. Is it the pilot one? Maybe. I remember there was like yeah, a plane Banjo one. Banjo Pilot. Banjo Pilot, yeah, yeah. I sort of remember it very yeah. vaguely. I don't think I ever played it though. No, no I don't even really know the name, so... Um, Man, I'm good with gameplay, if you are. Yeah, man, let's yeah. talk about some soundtracks. Graphics. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> we're going into graphics, sorry. <laughs> My bad. 
graphics. <laughs> Listeners, we're going to talk about graphics. <laughs> graphics, not soundtrack. <laughs> same, same. We'll go to soundtrack next. Relax. Relax. Um, you, you go, man. What do you? I mean, obviously, you've got, like you said, you've got massive nostalgic ties to this game. You, you come all over it. You love yeah. everything, everything about it. Do you think the graphics hold up? The graphics. Ooh. Well, go, go, what were you going to say? Do you think they hold up today? But then I just, as I was saying that, I realised you're playing... Shit, yeah. You're playing the HD version, so they kind of do. Yeah, well, the HD, I'm playing the HD version on a 75-inch um, full HD TV. Like, it's it holds up, but the graphics, man, like, they're crisp, they're sharp. There is a little bit of, like you said, it's, it's polygon uh, 3D, so there is a That's little bit... That's the charm of it, though, I think. Well, yeah, there's a little bit of offset here and there, but, mm. like, it feels like when I'm playing it, I feel like I'm fully immersed into a cartoon. You do, man. It's not janky or anything. It's really smooth. Like, to be fair, with this game, I've only got one negative comment about this game. Yeah. And that, that negative comment is the fact that the characters don't have a voice. Yeah, but none, none, none did in the, in the Nintendo 64. Yeah, and I get that, but that to me is the only disappointing thing about this game because if you give the character a voice, that character then becomes relatable. I and kind of you, feel like they did, man. Nah, the, the the noises like the noises are cool and they're effective and I enjoy them and I'm I'm not slagging them in any way, shape or form. But the fact that you can't relate to the character because you're relating to a a voice and mm. That's the only disappointing thing about this game. Like, if that if this game was built um, now, was done now for the next gen consoles, those characters mm. would have a voice, and yeah. they'd probably be voiced by like Pedro Pascal or someone like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, possibly, possibly or Seth Rogen. Yeah, or Seth Rogen. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but um, that that was my only disappointing thing about this game. What but, do you think? What What do you think? What would look the best to you? What graphically? world? Yeah. Graphically stood out. Um, I don't know. The, the the worlds all look very similar in the way that they're designed because the yeah. actual layouts of the world are probably almost, if not exactly, the same, minus um, a few variations. But mm. look, Freeze Easy Peaks. I I really enjoyed. I, I like the the Christmas feel. Yeah, same. And I like the snow effects, and it it just it looked festive. Um, very, anything anything very festive, festive is is very relatable. It's very nostalgic tying. Mm-hmm. Um, I think to me that was probably the the best um, the best one out of the lot. Yeah, cool man. What, what about yourself? Did you have a one that you relate to better? Graphically, um, yeah. I think. Oh, man, I think graphically the hub world. I know it sounds dumb, but the hub world, even though I hated it. I didn't hate it, but I disliked it. I thought it looked so cool, like all the little hidden areas and the way that it's all kind of mapped out. Um, I thought, I thought, um, Rusty is it Rusty Bucket Bay? 
Yeah, Rusty Bucket Bay. That looked awesome. That looks like something out of a zombie game. Yeah, um, that looked pretty cool. With the um the floaties. They yeah. had like the, the um yeah, the floaty uh, enemies that popped off the side and tried yeah. to get up. What's what's the um that big steel fucking make shark thing that you gotta come what his name was? Yeah, that wasn't in Rusty Bucket Bay though, was it? That was in um That was in Clanker's Cove, wasn't it? Yeah, Clanker's Cavern, yeah. Cavern Cavern, yeah, sorry. Uh, I thought that looked really cool. Yeah, um, that was cool. I really love like the the words like the the depth. Like I said, um, in the draw distance, I love I love how you can you can tell what everything is. There's no there's no yeah. trouble. And I feel like the worlds are like they're vibrant. They're full of life. Like it's yeah. not like when you do play the original, you know, Nintendo sixty four version of Super Mario World or um, the Legend of Zelda. Over yeah. Ocarina, Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time, love that game. Yeah, man. But, like, you feel like the worlds are kind of empty. Yeah, and that this game definitely doesn't have that. No, like, they've used every single space in this game. And they used it, it feel very, massive, but it's not. That's right. They used it well. They they planned this game so well. And, and yeah. like you said, what was it, a 15-man team? 15-man, 15-17-man team, yeah. Yeah. Those 15 men, they they deserve a round of applause. Like they thought of everything, and the detail is so good. And oh, it's man. Chris Baz. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Baz Pop in there. There's a fucking, fucking Wookie. Chewbacca <laughs> showed up. <laughs> oh Wookie. Look at him. Brains. What an idiot. <laughs> oh man. Pop up. He's coming for some wine. Yeah, he wants a fucking treat or something. I'm not giving him shit. <laughs> oh, puppy, puppy. Um, yeah, graphically, what else is there? What, what else did I write down? Like I've said, it looks charming as it's obviously the same development team that did Donkey Kong, so it's always going to have that pristine look. Yeah. Um, and like you mentioned at the very start, the box art is fucking on point, bro. On point. On it's going to be one of the best looking um nintendo 64 box art covers yeah like the witch and everything just looks so poppy yeah like like i said donkey kong country that box was probably the reason people went out and bought the game yeah i reckon that the box art for this game is exactly the reason that a parent would go wow that looks really cool that's Mm. very colorful that's rated kid friendly you know what i'm gonna buy that game (laughs) yeah yeah i agree 100% 100% agree. Um, uh, like, on that, I remember seeing, like, the big box cutouts in, in, like, Big W and Target and all those. Like, you'd go in there, you'd be like, oh, there's Banjo-Kazooie, and it had, like, the big cutouts. Like, yeah. Like, it's got pointing. It's like, the game's right here on sale for 100 and something bucks. Um, nah, surely they went 100 bucks back in the day. Probably not, but... Don't know. Who knows? Um, gra- yeah, graphically, I've kind of said what I wanted to say. Um, mm. I think it looks stunning, absolutely stunning yeah. for for a, 99, a 1998 game. I think it's yeah, it holds up so effing well, man. So yeah, the only other thing I, I'd mention graphically is so when you finish the game, there's I had to mention this because mm. if I didn't, I'd be kicking myself. So when you finish the game, did you notice that there's the, the only person in the game is in the final credits 
and they've done like a 3D chick, right? Yeah, with the watermelons. With massive jugs. He's holding a tray with watermelons and a banana. Yeah. Looks, almost looks like a um, – do you remember Regurgitator Polyester Girl? Remember that song? Yeah. And the yeah. film clip for that? Yeah. It, it, it was like a spitting image of that, but it had a face and a red swimsuit and body so art. Random. It's kind of out of place. I saw it and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then I saw the big watermelons and I was like, that's <laughs> such a little play. Like, it's so it hilarious. so pervy, but it was so funny. Yeah, it, was it, was so so it was so pervy. It was so pervy. Yeah, that fake ending too. That's yeah, funny. Well, well, you've got two two endings, so you you finish it once without yeah. getting all um, collecting all hundred jiggies, mm. and you got Mumbo who sort of gives you that. Um, oh, I've got some pictures and blah blah blah, but you can't see them until you get all hundred jiggies, and then yeah, you gotta go yeah. get a hundred. Lucky for me, like I actually had a hundred jiggies when I finished it, so he automatically shows you, and it's just literally some photos from Benji too. Well, that's what you were expecting. I was expecting a dick pic or fucking big titties or something. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, it's it's snapshots from Banjo Tui, and then if you play the um, Xbox version, which is the rare release mm. version, it shows you stuff from Banjo Nuts and Bolts. Really? Which I don't think mm. they show that. I don't remember showing that in the Nintendo 64 version, but they do. It would have been. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because did you also know, like, so, um. In the game, there's there's certain spots in the game where you can sort of see like a um like an ice key. Mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. think what the level was, but there's a bit, and you can see ice keys behind a wall. Um, when you do treasure treasure trove cove, whatever it is, yeah, um, you'll see there's a little sign out in the water on like it's like this little pissy island thing that yeah, says yeah 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 yeah. I can't remember it says, it says something on it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But there's there's three, I think it's three separate codes that you can enter into the, the floor in Treasure Trove Cove mm. that, like, raises the island out of the water to get an egg. I think it's an egg. And then you can uh, drop the wall down to get the key um, in Gobby's Valley. I think, was it? No, no. The other one drops the wall down in Gobby's Valley. You'll see there's a fucking, um, like, on a temple or something, there's a, uh, I think it's a kazooie face or something or a wall which you can't do anything with but it drops that down you can go and get another egg because they were i think the the idea of it was they were you get those things in the first game Mm. and then when you play the second game they're like key items or something available i I sort of half read something about it because like i said i didn't want to read too much about it because i didn't Mm. want it to take away from what i was experiencing and the nostalgic of it but yeah i sort of um, that was probably the only time I ever Googled something and I saw that there was a code and I went to enter the code because the code's like ridiculously long and you've got to enter it in sequence or whatever. And then it says, if you enter this code, uh, would you like to enter this code? Um, it will delete your like game. Uh, it's like game history or something. I was like, fuck no, I don't want to do that. A hundred percent. I want, I want it to say 100%. I don't want to have to go and do it again, so I didn't do it. I don't recall any of that. Yeah, literally YouTube. Uh, somebody out there YouTube it, or maybe you can put it on our mm. TikTok or something, what it does. But yeah, okay. Because it was supposed to go across to the other games, but then I think Nintendo scrapped it because it was too hard. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. we'll look into it. Maybe one of your mates will 
get up your ass for this. So. Yeah, I'm sure uh, my mate Grant will fill me in with the details when he <laughs> reviews it. But if you're out of dumb motherfucker, how <laughs> dare you go live on air and say that shit? Yeah, how dare you say that shit without doing your research, dude? When I'm not doing research, it's a fucking gaming podcast about my experience. It's not about what YouTube says. <laughs> Man, I'm happy with graphics. Are you happy? Yeah, let's move across the soundtrack. Yeah, let's do soundtrack. soundtrack opinions because it's a pretty cool soundtrack it's very good very amazing um i I do remember the soundtrack from back with the first time i ever played it um oh it's it's so good man like the compose the composer um grant grant kirkhope yeah kirkhope i don't know what else he's done i know he's done a few big ones i didn't research he's like discography but yeah um i remember reading that he was like this is his proudest work ever because he did the same banjo to it um and he got accolades for it didn't this game yeah yeah i'm pretty sure yeah Yeah. but like each level man invokes so much like it's it's so unique in the fact it really conveys um what the level is about and you know what you're feeling within that level Mm. um the did you know this is the first game to ever have the change in music tone when you go underwater? No, so I I, I did see somewhere along the yeah. lines that this was the first game to feature that vertical remixing um, where the various layering. yeah that's right various sound layers uh, yeah. change based on where you, where are, you are within the yeah. game yeah I, I did read that somewhere and I thought that's really well cool. that's that really cool and and massive. you do no, you do notice it in the game because you do man straight up. Yeah, with without the soundtrack in this game, this game wouldn't be what it is. Bro, it's oh, they had to put the money into a good soundtrack to make this memorable for sure. It's even um, did you did you ever um, I don't know if we got this this in Australia or not, but you you've heard of Nintendo Power, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Magazine. Yeah. So yep. I think in Australia here we got Nintendo Magazine System. Yeah, or just Nintendo Mag, I thought I remember. Yeah, so that's what we got. But in people that got Nintendo Power, if you subscribe to it, you've got an actual physical Banjo-Kazooie CD, like you were talking about with the Killer Instinct CD. Yeah, no way. Yeah, and it was like a full-on, like, legit, itemized CD. Yeah. Um, so I'd hate to see what that's worth these days. but um. Yeah, because I'm assuming it's got, what, at least, it'll have at least probably 12 different tracks on it. Mm, yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah. Heat, there's actually quite a few tracks like that were in between levels as well, and like yeah, okay, the intro tracks awesome. You know, he's got the banjo. I did. I actually wrote that down because um, when I first turned the game on, obviously that's the first thing you see, and it's it's um, banjo's playing the banjo, kazooie's yeah. playing the kazooie. Then you kazooie, get yeah, Tootie, she comes in and she's um playing the flute. Yes. Yeah. And then Mumbo really comes in and plays a whole bunch of shit, like he's playing uh, the Glockenspiel. The yeah, and the <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, that's what funny. else? He's playing a, a saxophone. Um, and then he finishes on the violin. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, just watching, just watching that. I think it goes for about a minute or a minute and a yeah. half. Or something. I was just like, yeah. fuck me, that is so good. Like, just, just watching that was enough to get me excited to play the yeah. game. And that's just like an opening credit before you even click start. Yeah, you know? Oh, it sets the tone. Like, it literally sets the tone. Yeah. Um, for what? If it, if it was a if it was a TV show, that would be the opening credits to the TV show. Like it was all that the songs, cool, that cool. all the songs get stuck. Like like I said last week, I knew this, the the you know the eight bit tunes from Mario Land were stuck in my head, but this one, man, these these were not getting out all week. Mm. It was stuck in my head, like especially um, Treasure Trove Cove, like yeah. that was in there, bro. Like that, I was frothing that song, frothing yeah. it hard, like frothing on the ground. Yeah, and I, I don't blame you. Like, and then I it's slid just down and came hit you hard. Yeah. Yeah, right. You did. Yeah. I wet the floor with froth. You should have because it's that good. Like, <laughs> yeah, it blo- it blows me away to think that there's someone out there that's thinking this sound in their head and then going out and executing it. Mm. I was just like, how do you do that, man? Like, fair enough, musician. Someone. Well, that's right. Musicians are talented people, and don't get me wrong; those guys need all the accolades they can get. But a composer doing a video game, man, that's mm-hmm. that's like next level. It it's massive, Murray. especially for this era too. Like considering what it was on, like the hardware. Mm. Yeah, fucking earth, man. Um, yeah, well, like I said, like the the even the music, it just it reminded me of like, do you remember Wonderland, Australia's Wonderland in Sydney? Yeah, fucking no. Do you remember when you used to go in? Oh, every kid loves Wonderland, man. But do you remember going into the Hanna Barbera Land section up the top, which was like mm. the kitty, kitty section, kitty section with the uh, the Beastie. The Beastie was a roller coaster. The Bush Beast? Nah, the Bush Beast was a bigger one. That was a big rattly one down the bottom. But the Beastie was the little one, I think it was, up yeah, the top. Was it the Beastie? Yeah, I think it was Beastie. Then it was Bush Beast, and then it was like the Demon, which was the the. the oh, the Demon du- was mad. Yeah, that's right, the double loot. But. Obviously, when you went up to there, because they were all segmented, the sections, yeah. but you go yeah. into Hanna-Barbera land, and it had the speakers, and it was practically playing music like this. Like, mm. you go in there, and you're bouncing around, because you're like, how good is it? <laughs> yeah, it's so good, man. So, for, our, for our, you know, two overseas listeners, <laughs> or I, however many there are, um, no, no, you got to you got to sell it, brother. To to our hundred uh, listeners overseas, Australia's <laughs> Wonderland was the the biggest theme park we had here in Sydney. And I it mean, was it was no Seagull World. Oh, I was like shit on Seagull World. <laughs> it was like a, our equivalent to say Knott's Berry Farm in California. Not not quite Disneyland, but Knott's Berry Farm. Wonderland was so good. It was, I miss Wonderland. Yeah, everyone misses Wonderland. Yeah. Anyways. No, not that we should be doing an amusement park. Um, actually, I think there is an amusement park podcast where they go through amusement parks all over the world. Yeah, right. Well, congratulations to you guys. Yeah, I'll shout you out, but I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, soundtrack is phenomenal. Um, even I know you said it earlier. You wish the characters would talk, but I, I you know. For some weird reason, I like the fact that we were just chirping away and the subtitles would come up and they all had the individual... Yeah. I liked it, man. It was part of the game. It was charming. Um, 
Yeah, but someone like me who hates reading, I don't want to read what the character's True, trying yeah, to get yeah. the message across. I'd rather them just say, like, Bottles, you're a fuckwit. Like, yeah. Just Kazooie just saying, hey, <laughs> hey, Bottles, you're a fucking four-eyed sheep fucker. I don't know. <laughs> Get fucking dingo, you dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I've remembered this time, uh, Shep's Gaming Tips. Uh-huh, yeah, I'm going to bring it in early this week. You're going to bring it in? Well, it's we're practically at the end. but Yeah, I mean, we've been going an hour and ten minutes. I know, but, and, I, and I could go easily for another yeah. hour and well, ten. It's, this it's this game, game is so good. It's the biggest game we've done. Yeah, it's a huge uh, game. So, what, we've done uh, PS1, Nintendo 64, Game Boy, and Super Nintendo game yeah. so far. We've covered four different consoles, so that's pretty good. Well, well, try and do the rounds. We're sluts for gaming, so why not? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so ready? Chef's, yeah, Chef's uh, gaming tips. Chef's oh. top five gaming tips this week. Top five? I thought it was 20. What? 20? Did you I say can... you had 20 gaming tips for me? Mate, I didn't give you 20 gaming tips, but <laughs> probably not all going to be that great. All right, Chef's five. All right, top five. Chef's, Chef's gaming tips. Number one for this game. Yeah. The most important thing that this game has to offer is that you need to pay attention, okay? Because... Hear the, that, Scotty? Pay attention. Yeah, Scotty, pay attention. <laughs> um, and and because this game, obviously, the it, it's almost like a Mario game. You have a sub-boss and then you have the main boss, all right? So did, it like, ha- did you have a boss, though? Well, it's... Well, in this game, or Gruntilda. Yeah, she's the final boss, but there's no real boss boss. But she's like sub-boss because you do the board game. Where you oh, have yeah, the answer. furnace, yeah. That's yeah. right. So you have to do the sub-boss level or the the, the game show. So it's Gruntilda's mm. game show. You have to um, – where you, you walk across tiles and you have to answer questions about the game. Yeah. Right? Whether that well. be sound – they show you images of the game that you have to know where they were in certain parts of the game. Yeah. Um, sounds of like the levels or the voices of characters, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Brent, Brent Tilda, the sister, gives you information about Gruntilda. So that you stand on a Gruntilda square, you have to answer questions about her, right? Um, so that's my first one. Pay attention. You have pay to attention. pay attention to the whole game. And that's what the... That is so creative from the guys that made this game that you have to pay attention because you can't progress through the game if you don't. No, no. Which means you have to immerse yourself in the game and you have to appreciate the game for what it is and you really got to enjoy it. Uh, Agree. True, yeah. Uh, number two is use a pen and paper. All right? Because, oh, well, Brent... Brentilda gives you, each time you see her, and you see her probably about 10 times throughout the game, gives you three different um, answers to the questions that Gruntilda is going to ask you about herself. So she gives you three different uh, answers to what it is that, uh, like, I, I wrote them down. I should have brought that piece of paper in here because it's in the friggin' theatre room. But it's like, what's Gruntilda eat for breakfast? What's her Yeah, favorite? yeah. Um, what's her pet's name? All this sort of shit, which you need to get through the which end. Because if you don't, you don't know it. You don't know it. Like you can always take a pot shot. But you kind of knew too when she was telling you, like, I'm gonna need this info for later. Yeah, that's right. Like, there's 
Yeah, you need it. And for someone who, so for me, for example, I'm a kinesthetic learner, right? So I need to visually see it and I mm. need to hear it. So if I'm not writing it down after I'm hearing it, I'm not going to remember it. Yeah, true. Whereas you might be an audible learner and all you have to do is hear it and you're like, yeah, cool, I understand. No, I just did what you hated most and YouTubed it. Don't fucking you. Oh, <laughs> and that's, the, I'll skip from my <laughs> second now to my uh, fifth and that's. I was rushing, bro. I, was, I could, didn't have time to okay. fuck around this week. I'm going to skip from Chef's hot tip number two to Chef's hot tip number five just for Toddy, and that's, I've said it once before, I'll say it again, if in doubt, figure it out. Don't fucking YouTube it, don't Google it, don't fucking RedTube it if you want to see it on fucking porno sites, I don't care, just work it out. Even if you're in a hurry, work it out. That's my number five, Toddy. <laughs> Back to number three. You need to use the camera angles. Yes, definitely. So depends important. on it. That's right. This game depends on it. You you need to be so focused and you need those camera angles to help you get across ledges, to help you um, manoeuvre throughout the levels, to manoeuvre throughout the challenges. But most importantly, you need to go into that first-person mode to actually mm. see what's going on. Um, I think there's numerous times where even I got caught out where I sort of like, oh, yeah, I sort of remember where stuff is in this level. I'll just go with it, hammer and tongs. And I was like, fuck. I've got nine out of the, the ten jiggies. Where's the tenth one? Yeah. And something as simple as standing there and looking around from one spot and going, fuck, there it is. It's over there. It's just sitting there. It's one of the piss easy ones to get, and I didn't get it because I just wasn't looking for it. Yeah. You need to use the camera angles. So important, guys. Um, and then the fourth one is you need to use all your skills. Right, so you learn 14 different moves uh, throughout the game. Bottles teaches you those moves. You need to use those moves to get you through the levels, to get you the jiggy pieces, to beat Gruntilda at the end when you do the, the main boss fight. You need to use your different skills. Otherwise, you're going to come unstuck. I don't think you'd be able to complete the game without using your new skills. Well, there's, there's probably, um, people out there, yeah. probably people out there who can. Probably. They're, they're more talented than you and I, but... I think we get too wrapped up in this, like you said, I, I need to get this game done. I just need to get it done. Rush mm. through it. When you rush through a game, you don't appreciate why it was made, how it was made, what actually goes into making a game. All right? So you you need to immerse yourself in the game to really appreciate what it is and to enjoy it. Like, there's no way you would have enjoyed it rushing through it. And, and you've already said on this podcast that you plan on going back at some stage and, and taking your time and having a crack. That's why I love open world games so much because I just immerse myself in the environment and I like to take it all in and explore every little nook and cranny when I can. And that's why, like I said, I got halfway through and I was, yeah, I still enjoyed it, but I, I knew I had to finish it to, to do the podcast. So I was like, I just need to get through it as quickly as possible. And yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm blocked. I'm gonna go back and and play it and and take my time with it. So yeah, whereas I'm I'm on the other hand, I would have happily waited another week before doing this if you oh, got to right. enjoy it for what it is. And yeah, um, yeah. So they're they're my top five. Like I said, number five was obviously <laughs> if if in doubt, fucking figure it out. Just figure the just fuck out. Figure it out. Step back. Have a look. Have a breath. Punch some pillows. Yeah, well, I only did that the once. But in saying that, like, I'd, I'd got nine out of the ten jiggies. So 
the jig is in Grun Tilda's lair, right? You get mm. those, uh, most of those, you have to hit the Grun Tilda button within the levels. Can I just butt in quickly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, are you one of those guys that has to get everything? Has like, you have to get, like, it's an OCD thing? Yeah, it's an OCD thing. If I don't yeah, okay. get it, I haven't played it properly. And yeah, okay. That That's probably one of my biggest downfalls, because when you play big games like Final, yeah. uh, Assassin's Creed, all that you sort of stuff, it, yeah. like, it, a 10-hour a, a game or 13-hour game becomes like a 60-hour game. I, oh, I'm bro. Certain, oh. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I would have probably put in about 75. I think it was like 74, 75 hours worth of gameplay just to get everything I could within the actual, um, just the, 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 the game edition, not all the, because I don't do all the downloads and shit where you get all the, the DLC. D- I, I don't do that. I'm not interested in that. I want to play the game. Hmm. But, yeah, I, I have to do it. Otherwise, I feel like I'm doing myself a disservice by not doing it because – you and I both know a lot of games you can just rush through and finish it and it's like game over, you've done it, well done, whatever. But it's everything within the game. It's getting the, in Xbox's case, getting the achievements. Mm-hmm. All right? Um, yeah, that's the most, to, to me, that's the most enjoying, uh, <clears throat> in, enjoyable part about a game is the fact that you've given it your uh, undivided attention You've given it your all, and you've come out the other end, completing it for the way it was made. Yeah, well said. Yep. Well said, Chad. I agree totally. They're my top five tips. Hopefully they help someone out. Live and die by the sword, right? That's right. (laughs) So coming towards the end of the show, you mentioned it obviously was very highly successful. Mm. Um, It was a critical success. I was shocked to learn it. Yeah, it was only the 10th best-selling. I've got to look up the rest now. But, um, yeah, so IGN gave it a 9.6. Yeah, well, any of our listeners out there, feel free to drop the top 10, if you want, into our socials. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, GameSpot 9.5, Metacritic 23 out of 25. Like, fuck, that's hectic, they're, man. They're good scores, yeah. Yeah, they're up there scores. Um, then it spawned. The couple of sequels like Banjo 2 and Nuts and Bolts and that other random one on the I don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah, the pilot one, Banjo Pilot. Banjo Pilot. Um so uh Shep, we're yes. up to the we're up to the guessing game. Um what do you think what do you think it's worth just the cartridge alone? So cartridge alone, um You didn't you don't look these up there, no, I, I refuse to. I oh, refuse sorry. to do any I love, getting your, I love getting your reaction at the end of them, so. That's right. So <laughs> cartridge alone, I would go, say, 45 bucks, because I think Scotty was on the money last week with the uh, Mario Super Land. Mario Land. Yeah. So I'm going to go about 45 bucks for a Nintendo 64 version. Mm-hmm. Um, brand new in a box with manual opened, unopened, whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I'm going to go 150 bucks. So pretty close. So uh, a cartridge alone is is 30 bucks. 30 bucks? Okay, yeah. that's reasonable. So I, yeah, I thought it would be way more, to be honest. Yeah. Um, it, again, it's a very popular game. That's so a, yeah, it's a popular game. That's so. probably why it's so cheap. Yeah. Um. So completing box, um, not brand new, but, like, you know, complete with manual, inlay, all that junk, um, 120 bucks. 120. Even that's that's cheaper than I thought. I think that's pretty fair because the like we said the box is pretty, uh, pretty out there and prevalent. 
Um, and I, I found a sealed copy. Brand new, brand new, never opened, sealed with the Nintendo. Seven hundred bucks. Three thousand. Three thousand dollars. Shit. <laughs> wow. That so is... if you get a spare three grand laying around, bro, and you want a want a piece of art. Well, if I was to pay three grand for that, I would definitely frame it. I would never open it. I'd just be like, yeah, frame it, and put it on a wall because. It's such a good game. I would love to have that framed on my wall. I mean, like, yeah, it, it'd be hard. Obviously, you wouldn't open it, but, like, spending that amount of oh, bro, I'd be divorced. Yeah, <laughs> shit, yeah, three grand. <laughs> wow. But, I mean, it's it's a brand-new copy of uh, Banjo-Kazooie, so that you'll never play. <laughs> that you'll just look at. You'll look at it, yeah, until one of the kids rips the box open with the... Seal on it. <laughs> yep. Um, final scores, bro. So now and then. So when you're 99, when you played it for the first time, and now on yeah, the 360. So oh, actually, sorry, the uh, uh, Game Pass. So I think after talking about it, just talking about it has increased my score. Oh, pff, wow. Yeah, because. Like, I was excited about this game. That's why we picked it. Yeah. And then to sit there and play it, I was even more excited. But to sit there and play it and have both my kids sit there and watch me play it. It's pretty amazing, hey? It's so amazing. Like, like passing it on to the next gen. Well, n- not even that. Just to, to have them interested in something that I'm interested in. Yeah. Um, but That's just, like, I'm immersing myself in playing it. They were immersing themselves in watching it. And yeah. then they were... They were like, they were having a boy, and they were like, "Dad, I want you to uh, bring back the gator, bring back the bee, do <sighs> this, do that." And I'm just yeah. like, "Yeah." So originally I scored it now, uh, uh, then a nine. Mm. Back in the day, a nine, hundred percent. Yeah. By by far, it's the best game of its kind. It it's, I won't say it shits on Mario's uh, 64, but it well, it, it beats does. Mario's 64. Yeah. Mario 64 is good. I'm playing that on Game Boy, and it's yeah. good. But this game, just everything about it, solid nine. I originally rated it at an eight and a half now, yeah. but after this conversation and thinking about it, you know what? I'm going to give it that extra point. I'm, I'm going to rate it a nine and a half, and the only reason I'm taking a half away from it yeah. was purely because the characters didn't have a voice and I couldn't relate to them. Yeah, okay. That's pretty solid, man. Yeah. What about yourself? Yeah, so I was um back back when I first played it, back when you did you the know, two levels? You know, five yeah, the two, first two levels. I probably would have given it a seven um back then. That's a bit low. Yeah, I didn't catch it, but this time I you know, I actually did immerse myself in what the parts I did play. Um well, you know, like the part I didn't rush through. Um but like yeah, I was man. The last two weeks, I've been into it and nothing else. Been solely focused on it, and like, if I haven't been playing it, I've been thinking about it. So, I mean, that's yeah, that's pretty hectic just in itself. So, yeah, I, I, I was thinking eight point five. Eight point five. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy um, with that. So for me, yeah, man, there's, I don't think there's many games for me that get a perfect ten. I mean, there is one, but it's a modern game, so. But, mm. Red, yeah. Dead, Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, Red Dead 2, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, the second yeah. one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Red Dead Two and um and uh, Black Flag. Oh, 100%. Assassin's Creed Black Flag yeah. would get a 10. And yeah. like I said, I, I blew my load in the first episode with Dino Crisis and I gave it a 10. And was that a, you know what? Was that, was that a premature come, though? No, not at all. Do you think? Not at Did all. Did you pre-blow everywhere? No, definitely you not. Just too excited to be on the podcast. And you're like, you know what? I'm just going to lay it out on the table. Nah. Ali can clean it up later. And then, nah. okay. All right. nah. oh, that, that game, in my mind, definitely deserves a 10. And this was very close to getting a 10. Okay. But... I'm in the same boat as you. If there wouldn't be many that would get a ten, but Assassin's Creed Black Flag, one hundred percent, that's a ten. Mm. The, you know the shit thing is we can't cover it because it's not classed as retro yet. You know yeah, what's classed as retro? We'll we'll, cl- we'll do it in twenty years time and it'll be retro. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know who made this the law, but anything retro is uh, fifteen years ago. So <laughs> two thousand and eight is the year we can go to. Yeah, and what year so was we Black, can cover the Black Flag was done in, what, 2009? <laughs> no, uh, it would have been 13. Longer. 13, there you go, yeah. So we can cover the first Assassin's Creed. I'm happy to do that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, Well, it te- technically probably wouldn't be the first one, because the first one, I think, was a few, like, was it PC maybe, before it turned into, like, the Ezio-style ones? No, no, 07, it came out on PS3. Okay. I've never ever read the history. I've got a hundred Assassin's Creed books and I've never read them. There you go. But yeah, it's weird to think that PS3, or those PS3 games, are now classed as a retro. That's no. scary. It's cool. 15 years though. 15 years is a long time. Yeah. Yeah, true. You get less um, for murder. Sorry? You get less for murder. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Um, well, that being said, man, um, I think... We've pretty much covered it. I mean, like you said, we've probably got to talk way more about it. Um, but, yeah, like, it's it's a beautiful game. It's it's held up to this day. And, yeah, I, th- I thought it was fantastic. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm going to go back. I'm going to take my time with it and finish it. And I'm going to go and play Banjo-Tooie as well because, fuck yeah. Yeah, why not? Just go and do it. Yeah, awesome, bro. Cool. All right, man. So thanks for doing this. And well, I don't know what game we're going to do next, but I think I've got, a, I've got a few that I've got there that I think I'm going to pitch to you. Yep. So, maybe uh, we could do a couple of shoot ones, and then maybe the following one we can have a special guest. Yes. Yeah. We'll definitely. We've, we've had. Um, There's heaps of interest. So I got actually guys yeah, that's lining up to want to jump on. Yeah, thanks to everyone, like, that has supported the show and Shep and I. Like, it's been really good. Like, all my mates uh, and your mates, Shep, they've all, you know, reached out and, and so they want to be a part of it, which is so fucking phenomenal. Um, and then other people that that have listened from across the world or, um, yeah, anyone else that, that's even just stumbled upon the, um, the podcast, it's been so surreal and humbling it's been really really cool um but yeah definitely think um every couple of episodes we'll we'll get a guest on for sure and let them choose the game um i know 100 scotty wants to come back on so yep we'll get him on there and um, solid will finally get a run <laughs> he probably won't get it running so no he's still still trying to work out how to emulate it yep yeah or like he said he'll go out and buy a he, you know what? Scotty's loaded. He'll probably buy a brand new sealed copy 
with 3,000 and he would just rip it and be like, you know what, I'll just play this now. Yeah, I'll just do it now. Yeah, so, but yeah, definitely, definitely, bro. Cool. All right, man. Always a pleasure. Same, same. <laughs> Peace. See ya. See ya. Yeah.